hard times or when the textile workers around this country are out of work and got four or five kids and can't pay their wages. Talk about your songs, talk about John 316. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. He's got a puke. A little bit of the bubbly. back with another episode of the go home show i'm jordan here with my boy nick we're doing a aew double or nothing review and we're also here with a special special guest brian x frost <laughs> <laughs> nice how you doing brian what's up so brian's our boy we've known him for a while we brought, brian also plays in a band and met him through playing shows but how'd you get into wrestling brian uh actually it was by it was by accident. I was flipping through the channels and it it was actually uh you might have to correct me on which exact pay per view it was, but it was the uh the debut of Kane that following Monday Night Raw. Oh, oh shit. It's gotta be Kane. That yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. sick. That's dope. I wanna say that was the uh the Shawn Michaels Undertaker Hell in a Cell, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Where he yeah. Kane so, interfered, yeah. Yep, you ripped the, the the hinges off the cage. It's so sick. <laughs> yep, so so that pay per view was on a Sunday. So that Monday when was a, was I first saw it, I guess. That's awesome. Nice. So, yeah. So, so well, I to, guess you got to see yeah. the still images of Kane uh, open the door <laughs> off the. Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It was. It was. Uh, yeah, I guess I watched that until I would say mid high school, and then just kind of fell out of it. Then um, recently got back into it, maybe a few years ago, Hell yeah. four to five years ago, I'd say. Yep. We're about in the same boat there. Yeah, yeah. We've all I, been to a bunch of shows together, so it's, it's yeah. been – I know you've been into it again for like at least a while, but who would you say right now and I guess all time are your favorite wrestlers? All time, I think my, my all-time favorite is – it's got to be Mick Foley for sure. I think any one of his uh, – his personalities are great. Mankind, dude, love, Cactus Jack. I think that was my favorite growing up. Obviously, Kane because that was the the first introduction. Yeah, nice. old old school Kane, obviously. Not, Not the, Glenn Jacobs. With, no, with no, box. no. <laughs> yeah, no, that was cool. That was cool. Um, Shawn Michaels growing up was cool too. Obviously, Stone Cold. Everybody's gonna say that. Right. Um, Give me a hell yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, I mean, pretty much anybody in the Attitude Era was cool. That whole era was really cool. I missed the uh, ruthless aggression I got out of it about that time. Okay. So, well, there's a whole documentary for you to watch now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's kind of a rewritten history, yeah. but yeah. If you want to go back and uh, pretend like you can learn at the WWE's history of it. <laughs> This man, Vince, said he changed the name because he knew it was coming. He said, "Yeah, they said, oh, it got so over. Yeah, <laughs> it got over he, my ass. They didn't get sued. What are you talking about? Yeah, what's World Wildlife <laughs> Fund? I can't believe they tried to do this. Eh, eh, I never heard of them. <laughs> but but for today's wrestlers, the wrestling landscape, who do you think would be your favorites? Um, man, I'm gonna have to say I like Cody a lot. Cody's really cool." I mean, he does like something about it. he doesn't do anything super technical or over the top. I mean, it's pretty yeah. straightforward, but just something about it is 
cool to watch. He's so over. That's super cool. I feel that one hundred percent. I like Alistair Black a lot. Mm, good um, yep. Uh, I don't know. I kind of like some of the more, more random random people that are probably not like who you'd probably think of. Uh, Sammy like Guevara. I love Sammy Guevara. Oh, he's great, dude. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I mean, trying to think if I can think outside of AEW. I mean, I watch more AEW than anything. Yeah, for uh, sure. Raw and SmackDown's kind of shot lately, so just haven't been <laughs> haven't been watching that. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Just a lot of <laughs> a lot of the dudes on AEW, I guess, for the most yeah, part, is what I watch. So AEW is the most fun to watch right now, definitely. And speaking of AEW, we just watched Double or Nothing. And before we go into that, though, I want to ask you what would you be your favorite matches that either you've been at or seen just in general? Uh, well. I'm not trying to uh, not trying to hype myself up or anything, but I, I made it to the uh, put yourself over, brother. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. Uh, I can't remember what you have to correct me on what number it was. It was the WrestleMania in uh, Texas, Dallas. I want to oh, say it was yeah. thirty. Uh, what was that? Thirty-two. I honestly can't remember. What was, was the main I event? Think it do you was remember? Thirty-two. Yeah. It was uh, Roman Reigns and Triple H, I believe. Okay. Yeah. 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 I think that had to be thirty-two. Yep, that was uh, we were we were just talking about Zack Ryder. He was won the uh, Intercontinental Title in that ladder match. Oh yeah, oh yeah. that was awesome, awesome match. Ooh, ooh. Yeah, <laughs> you know it. Yeah, so I went to that one. That then that was like the the top for me. That was super cool. That's a bucket um, list for a lot of the wrestling fans. I'm yeah, sure. I definitely need to do that. It's like, maybe not next year if it happens, but I, LA seems too chaotic. But maybe a year after, we should all try to figure out something. Absolutely. Something out. Hopefully they can figure out what they're doing too, as far as not making terrible material. Yeah, there I said it. I said it. I'm not gonna take it back either. Hey, as long long as Goldberg isn't winning the title, I'll take it. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, please. Um, but yeah, I went to, went to that one. I mean, I've I've gone to I've, actually with you guys. I've done, I've done the uh, all out, all in. Yeah. Um, it's tradition at this yeah, point. It is honestly, Starcast, all that stuff, super cool. So happy fun, I got to man. do all that. How about that AAW show the day before Sarcast last year? Oh, yeah. Before All Out. So fun. Absolutely. Man. That was super cool. <laughs> Do you remember, Jordan? Do you remember it being fun? MDK. <laughs> oh, fucking day. <laughs> I, I, I remember the car ride home being very fun as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man. We've been to so many fun shows together. That that Warrior Wrestling with Osprey and all. Oh. All, all the warrior wrestling super cool i mean yeah. there's a lot of people that i've never even heard of that i've seen and it's cool to see them in other other like uh other companies doing doing stuff so yeah except frank the clown yeah fuck frank <laughs> we don't do frank shit around here uh-uh. Uh-uh. this is not a frank friendly podcast absolutely not <laughs> sorry frank you will but aside from the shows that you've been to if like any match that you've seen, what would be your top, say three? Top three um, of all time. Yeah, anything. Okay, this is gonna be the most obscure random match, but for some <laughs> reason it stuck out to me as one of the I coolest matches. Um, it was a um, anywhere or a false count anywhere match. Anything goes. I guess it would be a hardcore match. It was. Uh, I think he was going by Cactus Jack at the time versus okay. Triple H. 
and uh, Stone Cold was on commentary with uh, <laughs> Lawler and uh, Jr. And it was just everything about it was so good. I'd have to look back and see which one it was. Um, there was also right. another another hardcore match, same style. I think it was just they kind of just alternated people around, and it was yeah. um, Terry Funk and um, I think he was just Mick Foley. He didn't even go by a Cactus Jack or anything. It was just those two old dudes brawling it out. Those two had so many yeah. good matches. Yeah, so I, <laughs> no matter which one you're talking about, it's definitely yeah. probably great. <laughs> I, I could I could get you the the info on either of them. They're both both great matches. Um, those stuck right. out. I don't know why. Ever since I was a kid, just love those. Um, I would say the Dustin versus Cody. Um, oh yeah. What pay per view is that? I can't remember what it was. Double or nothing. The, the, yeah, yeah, the bloodbath last year. That was yep. amazing. Was, Great dude, match. That was the best match of the year last year, and there was a lot of good matches last year. So that's saying a lot. But that was just this, that like was a match where I wasn't personally invested in it until it happened. Like I, I thought the story going into it was cool, but when it was ha- happened, I was on the edge of my seat. And especially the thing after, like I don't need a, I don't need a partner. Yeah, I don't need a friend. <laughs> I need my older brother. Like <laughs> that, that got me. It was great. A dry tear in the house. <laughs> Straight up, a dry tear, a dry yeah. eye. Yeah. I was gonna let you slide on that <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah, <laughs> it's eleven thirty at night, baby. Yeah, we're alive, pal. <laughs> I uh, also really liked it was uh, the tag team match at Revolution. Dude. One of the best matches. One, I've one ever of the seen best. Live. Yeah, one of the best tag team matches I think I've ever seen. Definitely. There was like a ridiculous amount of storytelling in that one too. So There's a lot of a lot of callbacks. Yep, it was great. When when Hangman did the uh, Marty chicken wing, I lost yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> he hit that pole like he'd been doing it for years too. I don't know. He been, he must have been practicing in the mirror for. Fun. <laughs> he hit that perfectly. But yeah, man, that, all those matches. I definitely want to go back. Good ones. And, Figure out which which McFoley Terry Funk man. Yeah, I I can I find them. They're that. they're definitely on the uh, the WWE network. Oh yeah. So I could I could find them for you. Oh yeah, definitely. So I, it seems like we have you and Nick especially have pretty similar wrestling fanship histories. I've been more like consistent, but I I definitely fell out. Not fully fell out, but like was more casual for a bit. But something that we all seem to have enjoyed. We talked about it a bit before the show, but. AEW Double or Nothing 2020. It just happened, ended probably like maybe an hour ago, if that. And we're going to hop right into it. So we all caught the show, and I guess we'll start off with the first match, the buy in match Best Friends versus Private Party. What'd y'all think about this one? Go ahead, Brian. I mean, um, I guess I, I honestly didn't even know that was going to be one of the matches. I, I don't know. I didn't really, I guess I didn't pay attention, but uh, <laughs> I, I like the Best Friends a lot, like Private Party a lot. Um, it was a good, good uh, introduction match. I don't know. I was, I was like, I, I was feeling it. I love that they hit the G nine, which was Crime Time's finish. As a shout out to Sad Gaspar. Yeah, that was awesome. Well, I, I didn't even put two and two together. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I only know that. <laughs> yeah. Now I get it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I thought All that right. was awesome. Private Party hit that, and they also had the armbands with uh, SG on it, which is I did see that too. I think I saw that tribute. on Dynamite too. Yeah, them. Yeah. I didn't yeah. notice it, but my dad told me that uh, Private Party and Big Swole also had that on Dynamite, which is awesome. But best friends end up winning that one with a strong zero, and I and I guess they're number contenders now. Which I think a match with them against Kenny and Hangman is gonna be so fun because I love the best friends, man. Like they're they're really good at the comedy stuff, but they can go. They they're great wrestlers. 
I think that that match, I feel like it might be within the next few weeks, and I hope it is because I think it'll be good. But the main show ended up starting with a great video package that lasted like five minutes, I feel like. But it was just explaining all the stories of every match and just ex- and talking about the whole coronavirus like situation, saying how they wanted this show to be a re- like a outlet for them and the fans to get away from everything that's happening in the real world right now. And I think they did a great job of making that happen because this show was so fun. Yeah, definitely. And they touched on, you know, what, what's been going on, at least in the wrestling community right now this week. Yeah. And with Shad Gas trying to come together as a yeah. community. Yep. And it opened so the show opened up with the casino ladder match and man, well, before that, actually, they, they set up this casino ladder match and then they went to promos from everybody in the match. I thought Joey Janela's promo was like sneaky, really good. <laughs> <laughs> he was the sleeper promo. Yeah, it was really I thought he was really good and they just went they went to Cat or um Christopher Daniels to do a promo for Kaz and Sky, which I thought was really good. They went to Kip Sabian and he had Jimmy Havoc in the bloody suit. <laughs> which, which I thought that was a good look for him. <laughs> I fuck with that. Yeah, and then they just all basically explained that, yeah, I want to win this match because blah, 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 blah. Right, but right. I, I thought Janela's promo really stood out in that segment, but it moved into the ladder match, and man, this match was crazy. Yeah, this was nuts. They pull out, I know it's cliche to say, but they pull out all the stops for this one, but they really, <laughs> everybody was just flying and taking on. I mean, I don't know why, but I think Darby Allen either just wants to get injured or like, <laughs> yeah, insane. honestly, like in just, we'll talk about it. I'm sure, but he just was like taking these unnecessary, like horrible bumps, and I'm just like, good God, bro, like calm down. Yeah, so it started out with Cass and Sky, which I thought was a really good way to start the match off with a little SU interplay because I think they're they're trying to go with Sky as the star of the team, which yeah, I with the promos they're doing. He clearly is, but the the back and forth they had was really good. Brian, what do you think of the like the start like the way they started this match? I, I truly didn't think they were gonna go that route. I I mean obviously everybody knows that Scorpio Sky is the the standout. Not not yeah. discrediting the other two, but we we know that he's capable of singles and potentially even being a champion of i mean either either title as of now he could go either way um yeah i mean it was cool i mean it was cool to see him go go against each other but i I did not expect them to right off the bat just them two yeah definitely and they had really good like the way they worked together at the beginning it was like ridiculously smooth because obviously they're, they're a tag team so they know each other's every move but the way they started with like the first two minutes before sabian came out it was just they were just doing like regular mat wrestling back and forth tackle drop town stuff but it was just really smooth i thought that was a really good way to start this so it wasn't just immediately oh we're gonna do a canadian destroyer off the ladder like <laughs> but sabian ended up entering next and jimmy havoc out of the guard wherever he was he came out with a bloody suit started going to work on <laughs> seu now honestly that's a good look for for havoc it kind of it really fits him well yeah it's fit i was about to say that it's yeah. very fitting <laughs> So they worked uh, SEO over for a little bit until Darby came out. And then Darby just, <laughs> this man's crazy, man. I don't even know what to say. Like <laughs> He did this like jump off of the ladder with the skateboard, like a drop in, but onto the, to the ladder and just broke through the ladder. But 
who was it? Janela was laying on it, or no, it was it was Kazarian. Yeah, you just rolled out the last second. I mean, but, yeah, but he like I don't there know. There was nobody on the ladder. So there was he nobody just went, on the ladder. He yeah. went skateboard first into a ladder, and they hit, he he purposely chose the biggest ladder that they had around yes. there to do this off of, and it looked like damn near fifteen feet. <laughs> oh, he was up there for sure. <laughs> How do you learn to fall off a fifteen foot ladder? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I don't know how this man's angles didn't explode. Oh, for I'd have been, sure. I'd have been done for, bro. You would have had to <laughs> drag me back immediately. Match ain't <laughs> forget all my spots I had called. This game over because my angles would have been done for. Because this this man's crazy. I love Darby, but I don't understand how he takes the punishment he does. But after Darby <laughs> freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy comes out, <laughs> <laughs> that's my dude. I love him, man. He comes out and he walks up to the announce table and he goes, Hey, how do you win a ladder match? <laughs> Stupid. And I don't know if y'all saw this, but on the countdown, the thing they had before the pay-per-view, they they have a, a promo package at Best Friends. And he, it's them talking and he goes, oh yeah, ladder match. That's the one where if you bleed, you lose, right? <laughs> <laughs> Just so, so stupid. I love it. So this the the whole two minutes is Orange Cassidy trying to figure out how our ladder works, <laughs> which is great. That was the longest walk to the ring ever. Yeah, he took so literally just taking his time. It was so good, man. I I loved it. And then Cabana ended up coming out next, and he was just like, "Yo, you can't figure it out." <laughs> so he 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 like Orange Cassidy stands on the ladder, but it's not set up. It's just laying down, and then Orange and then. Um, Cabana just throws him out of the ring and tries to climb the ladder, and it, and all the people they just start brawling. With, <laughs> dude, this match was like perfectly paced in my opinion. Yeah, because, it seemed that way because, especially with I like it. I think I like a little bit better where there's a countdown and they have guys coming out one at a time more than just ten or however many six or seven guys yeah. just all at the nine. same time. Or oh goddamn, well, nine, nine it was nine in this, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just all at the same time fighting. It's too much. Yeah. It's too much at once. Yeah, I love the way they did this. I hope they keep this going because honestly, the battle royal thing they did was cool. But I think this is like such an innovative way to do a ladder match because like it's a battle royal and a ladder match. I thought it's really cool. Yeah, and at least you know uh, we'll talk about who won, but they didn't have just like a briefcase or something like that. It's just, it's fitting for double or nothing that they have this giant poker, the poker shoot, yeah. which is fine. But yeah, obviously they're not going to hold on to it. Yeah. <laughs> but after Colt, Joey Janela comes out and clears house, this man immediately comes out sprinting and hits a dive off the, the stage. Just a fucking front flip right onto yeah. everybody. First thing. And then he starts cleaning house. Yeah. And true bad boy style. Oh, <laughs> he, so, this, uh, uh Sorry, no. So uh, Janela took the place of Ray Phoenix, and yeah. was that from that spot he took uh, this this past week on Dynamite? Oh yeah, he hit hard on that. No, I, yeah, I saw yeah. that. I saw that he hit really hard. But did they ever actually like say what actually happened to him? They didn't say like specific injury, but okay. AEW did tweet that he won't be out for long. But it was long enough where he wouldn't be able to compete in a ladder match, which makes sense because that a ladder match takes a big ass. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. And you knew he was gonna do some crazy shit. Absolutely, yeah, he, he was gonna do a seven thirty backflip moonsault right onto a ladder. Tables. Yeah, <laughs> he was gonna do something stupid, but I, they need to do. I need Ray Phoenix in a ladder match soon because the yeah. match they had at All Out last year. 
Oh my! Yeah, that God. was that was insane. Insane, but I I would say Janela was a good fit for that spot though to take. Oh yeah, definitely take take Phoenix's spot. So yeah, because he he looked really good in this match and he had a pretty vital part in everything that happened. I I would say. So after Janela, Luchasaurus comes out next, and he also clears house. And until so it's him in the ring with the ladder. He sets it up, and then Darby starts coming too because he had been down since he broke his damn ankles on the. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he comes too, and they start brawling and. Code or um, I said Cody. Darby hits a top a top rope code red on Luchasaurus, and I was like, "Oh, wow!" I <laughs> caught me off guard. I didn't think Luchasaurus would take that because that's a big ass man. <laughs> he's big. He's taller than me, and I'm not taking a code red off the, off the ropes, <laughs> no sir. Hell no. But Luchasaurus was number eight, and it counts down two minutes end, and it gets to zero, and you hear, "Who can stop the path of K?" This Hard. man, Mr. GMSI, the Swolverine, Brian fucking Cage, is here, and Taz is his manager. So I badass. love it, man. I love that. I was wrong I no about idea. the mystery man, but I'm glad that I was because this was awesome. I love it. It sets up it. It kind of answers the question of the awkwardness between him and Darby too. Like, yep, it makes a lot. It makes like, so much sense, to me. Dude. You should, if you would have listened, you would have been on the same page as this man. But now you yep. got the Wolverine about to break your damn neck. <laughs> <laughs> and Brian, I know, I think Nick, you've missed a few of the Warrior shows, but me and Brian, we've seen Brian, uh, Kate, well, they're both named Brian, but Cage yeah. a bunch of times. And <laughs> I know what that dude, man can do. He's so good, man. That that match he had with ELP, we were all three there at the um, show where they where Osprey was there at Warrior. Yeah, yep. oh. And the four way that he had with the Rascals was fucking Dude, awesome too. Four way yeah, with awesome the Rascals, too. so good, man. Brian Cage, if you look at him, you wouldn't expect the things he could do. Like, yeah, he's like uh, that Warrior Wrestling match or that Warrior. We went to one Warrior match, and he had a match against. Um, it was a Luchador. I, I'm I'm not sure who exactly it was, but Ben. Oh, it was. I think it was the one Bandito. The first one we yeah. went to. Oh it yeah, yeah, yep, it was. Yep, and man, he could he could hang with Bandito, no problem doing the yeah, same. Yep. Stuff. Speed, yeah, it's ridiculous. I thought the Super same cool. thing with the Rascals. Like, how the fuck are they going to pull this one off? And it does it, it did do. well. Yeah, <laughs> it's ridiculous how fast this man is for his size because he's like ridiculously built. <laughs> like, I don't understand how this man looks, how he does. But Brian Cage comes in, he just destroys everybody. <laughs> he kills everybody. But I, I love the pairing with Taz. But he comes out, kills everybody, and then the only way for them to get him out of the match is they bury him under everything they could find. <laughs> Guardrail, ladder, pro- like double or nothing props, a giant poker. Yeah. I thought it was awesome. But so he's just stuck under there for a while. And then <laughs> Joey Janela and Orange Cassidy start brawling, right? And Janela grabs Cassidy, goes to the ring apron, puts him on the shoulders, and does a damn. Death Valley Driver off the apron <laughs> on top of everything that was on top of Cage. And I was like, oh, my God. Very Mick Foley-esque. Yeah, yeah very. It was insane because, like, oh, my God. So much of stuff is already on Cage. It's like at least, like, I don't know. That double nothing trip looked like it was heavy as hell. Yeah, it did. It and probably hurt him for sure. And then two other people landed on top of you. <laughs> it was right. nasty. I, I love that spot. But he then throws um, Darby or no he then gets in the ring tries to grab the ladder and then him and darby start brawling 
And then at some point, Brian Cage just turns into the Hulk, pops out of the, the rubble, and starts going to work. <laughs> <laughs> so him and Darby end up in the ring. And Darby, he 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 had a little bit of fight in him. But well, <laughs> you, uh, here's the thing. You had a little back and forth between Luchasaurus and... And Cage, yeah, that, and that Cage. was awesome. That was awesome. Then you had a back and forth between Luchasaurus and Orange Cassidy. No, Orange Cat. Oh, I forgot about this part. Orange Cat. <laughs> Brian K starts climbing the ladder, and Orange Cassidy hops on top of him. That's right. And they, st- and they try to pull Cage off <laughs> while Orange Cassidy is on his back. And that was before they put him under the rubble, I think. Yeah, you're right. And then what was what was the reason I'm getting at is the reason why it was Luchasaurus and somebody else were going back and forth, and then Marco Stutt came in with like a mini ladder. Oh. It was, it was, it was Orange Cassidy. And that's what led to Darby <laughs> basically's funeral. Yes. Yeah. So after all that, Cage comes in, and after <laughs> Marco Stunt hits Orange Cassidy with the assisted choke slam, yeah. <laughs> because Orange Cassidy really thought he was about to choke slam this man, Luchasaurus. <laughs> shaking his head like, dude, it ain't going to happen. If he would have choked slam Luchasaurus, I would have popped off my couch and ran outside dying laughing. That would have been so good. But. Yeah, Ryan Cage comes in and clears them all out. And Darby and Cage end up in the ring. And Taz comes back out and says, kill this man. <laughs> because because <laughs> first, Cage hits him with the drill claw, which is his finish, which is basically like, it's sort of like an awful waffle, but it starts as a, a jackhammer. So it's yeah. like the Orange Crush, which is um, Kenta Kobashi's move, where it's like a jackhammer into a, pile driver yeah which is just a nasty move it looks real bad it looks like somebody could get paralyzed very easily <laughs> yeah <laughs> but that's not enough for taz he says come out he comes out and says kill this man he ain't listen to me <laughs> so cage takes darby well he takes it first he takes a ladder i really hope his words were he ain't listen to me <laughs> <laughs> well he did come out after man and said bye don't keep dropping <laughs> oh that was hard i love that <laughs> that was hard but Cage takes a ladder, puts it on the top rope, puts Darby on the ladder, then picks it up, and then Gorilla presses the ladder with Darby on it to the floor. To the floor, in between a big ass ladder, like. But, but like he fought, but Darby falls off the ladder and just hits his face on the ladder on the way down. Yeah, and like there was, there was no, <laughs> there was no like easy landing at all. Oh, no, he was just gonna die. Like Darby was like, survive if I let myself. Yeah, and I don't know if he did because he ain't get back up. <laughs> he didn't. And now the Wolverine has a title match for any time he wants because Brian Cage won this, and man, I love this match. Mm-hmm. This match was awesome. I, this, it was just a perfect ladder match. Like everything that I wanted to happen happened. Yep. Even down to the mystery contestant. Yeah. Haha. <laughs> I wasn't mad about it. <laughs> I was not mad about it either. It was not what I expected. That's for sure. And another match where I would say, I wouldn't say not what I expected, but way better than I expected was the next match. Oh, for sure. MJF and Jungle Boy, I think. Oh, my God. Like, it's so hard to choose a match of the night besides the Stampede match. because, But this match was fucking amazing. This match was awesome. They had so much time. I don't have, off off the top of my head, I don't know exactly how much they had, but they went for a while. And they, they just went all out, like. They had a really good match. Like, what did y'all think of this? Go ahead, Brian. Okay. Uh, I, w- I would say it was probably one of the more technical matches of the night, but it, it had good back and forth. They both had uh, 
both kind of showed that they're they're pretty equal. I, w- I would yeah, say as far definitely. as strength and skill. Um, I mean, everybody knows that uh, MJF's the the best heel in in professional wrestling currently. So obviously you're gonna hate him, but man, he can he can hold his own. And Jungle Boy, I mean, is there anything he can't do? Honestly, yeah, straight up. Like they going into this match, I think a lot of the community who hasn't seen MJF on the Indies thought that like he was just a talker, like he was just the guy who needed backup to have a good match. But no, this man, he can go, and he showed it on this one. And I, he even said it after the match. He said, "That's why I'm the future of this company because he could do this match was a ama- like this match had me on the edge of my seat the whole time because I thought MJF was gonna win, but." halfway through it, I was like, oh man, I don't know because they told a great story thing. with this. They told a really good story with this match. At one point, MJF fixing the injury just to get the advantage because Jungle <laughs> Boy had it. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. And dude, the poison run into the apron. That was rough. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> dude, like, they pulled out all the stops and I was I, I, like, my perception of it, I would think it was like, at least a 20 minute match. It seemed like it took a long time. I really liked the uh, when they're going back and forth, pinning each other, and they would do the the tabletops one way. Yeah, the other one would get the other way. It would just they kick out right at the last second. I mean, it was it was cool. Like it was very equal. And that played into the finish too. I thought it was really good. Yeah. But the Jungle Boy's comeback sequence is awesome. He has it down to like a science because MJF worked him over for a little bit, but when Jungle Boy came back, you could feel it. Like no crowd there. There was a little like obviously the wrestlers crowd there, but even with no crowd there, you could feel the momentum of him coming back. It was awesome. But MJF ended up winning after, like you said, a crazy pinning sequence. And the I've never seen this pin he did before. So he returned he like he reversed a uh was it a schoolboy that MJF yeah, I think did? Or, I uh, believe it was a schoolboy did. Yeah. But but he pulled him through with his hands yeah. mm-hmm. and then used his legs to lock him in and also had control of both of Jungle Boy's hands. I thought that was it was one of the coolest like pin reverses I've seen in a long time. It was a good way to like get the three count. Yeah, it was awesome, and this match blew me away. I I didn't think they would get this much time, and I didn't think it was gonna be as good as it was, even though I'm a big fan of both of these guys. But I thought it was awesome. So MJF is still yeah. undefeated in singles competition. He hasn't been pinned or submitted. I'm not mad I, about that either, to be honest. Yeah, I think that's the way it should be. Yep. I'm happy War, uh, Wardlow didn't get involved or any any you know interference or any yeah. cheating really. It was and pretty I think, Yeah, we're I think we got the our fair share of interference in the next match. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the next match was the TNT championship with Lance Archer and Cody Rhodes. And so first Mike Tyson comes out and presents the championship. And to me, the first thing I thought was that the title looks a lot like the NWA TV title. I showed Nick that picture of it, but Brian, I'm not sure if you're familiar with what that looks like. I, I, I thought it looked really fake looking and really bad, but they said that they were, they it's couldn't not, get it's, the, it's, the gold plate on there or anything like that. So, I mean, yeah, I guess it's I understand. like halfway done. It's better so to I have had, a half ass belt than no belt at all, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think they, there'd be no reason for Mike Tyson to be out there. Exactly. So they, which is like out of their hands. Cause I'm sure this has been in the plans for, way longer than the coronavirus has been like a big thing. I'm sure this was in the plan cool before. before coronavirus. <laughs> but yeah, I thought this match was really good up. Well, the first like 
this match was probably what twenty two minutes. The first fifteen minutes I thought was great. I dude Archer looked like a damn star in this match. Definitely, this is his first um, like actual showing of what he can do, other than a squash. Yeah. And I, I've 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 been watching Archer for years. Yeah, like we we watched. The I mean, they showed that he was. I mean. Yeah. Oh, no, I, I agree. I know what you were saying, but I'm just saying like I knew what we, he could do, but this match showed to this platform that he can do anything that he wants. Like he has, he did a, he did any, anything you could expect out of him. Even things you like, he did a backflip off the ropes, the old school. He did that yeah. on a match a few weeks ago, but still like, man, six, eight. Yeah. <laughs> like, Daniel, There's Daniel no reason pounds. for that. Exactly. There's no way he should be able to do that. And he can smoothly, but he, the match started with him immediately hitting a blackout. And I, and I thought it was over. I, I actually popped on it. I was like, no way. <laughs> yeah, I was going to be mad if that, was the way they were going i'm like come on but this match ended up going a good amount of time <laughs> arn anderson gets thrown out at one point jake's take jake, jake the snake comes out with the snake and then mike tyson says i can't even do the lisp uh, <laughs> you, better watch, I, you ain't bringing that snake out here motherfucker yeah there you go i, I knew you had it on lock <laughs> he definitely had some and motherfucker like two or three times on camera directly which i Who love did? is that okay tyson like he was looking yeah, he right did. at, and then he turned around Archer and just said, "Fuck you." <laughs> at one point, this is Pat, we already passed this, but during um the ladder match, Brian Cage does something to Janela. He landed super hard. He said, "Fucking motherfucker!" <laughs> is that like is that is that fine on pay per views? I mean, it's like, pay per view. I mean, yeah, you do it if you want. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm cool with it, but they might get in trouble with sponsors, maybe. Yeah, that's nah, what I, was I think they're fine because after um, what was it, Revolution, when they started hitting um John Moxie's music, and they before he was done talking, he goes, "Hey, what the fuck?" <laughs> 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 so I, th- I think it's fine on pay per view because even that after the um, what was the match with him and Kenny Omega Moxley, he was swearing up a storm. So I think I think it's fine on pay per view. So. They can do whatever they want. <laughs> yeah, Tyson, he just kind of stood there awkwardly awkwardly at the end and just turned around, fuck you to Lance Archer. I'll make, all, I'll make all offense out of your children. <laughs> <laughs> he should have started swinging. But I guess we should get to the finish of the match, which is Cody hitting two crossroads and winning. And that caught me so off guard. Like, yeah, I really thought Archer was taking it. Since probably... His match against Dustin, I would say. Yeah, this is a year in the making. He hasn't won a big match since then, which I'm not mad about the finish. I'm, I think Archer still looks strong because he kicked out a one at damn near everything until he could hit two crossroads. But yeah, I was just really surprised. And he had Mike Tyson kind of yeah keep Jake from side. interfering. Yeah, yeah. What did you think about the finish, Brian? Um, I'm I'm happy with the finish. I like the finish. How I mean. I don't know. I guess he, he 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 did what he he did what he did. He did the crossroads. It was good. I liked it. I'm gonna say it. It's probably unpopular opinion. Do not like Archer at all. Not not a fan of it. Don't like really. really? Wow. Don't like yeah. Well, no, I'm not really into it. That's all right. I, I don't know. I think the uh, having having uh, Jake the Snake be the the uh, manager piece. Yeah, kind kind of takes away from him a little bit. I think. I, I see what you're saying. It kind of gets all the heat on Jake. Yeah, yeah, I think I think Jake's just uh, taking more of, yeah, more of the heat, I guess, than 
because I mean, our, I, we, I'm not going to disagree that Archer's not a good athlete. And I, I mean, obviously that, that backflip off the top rope, no man should be able to do that of his size. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know. I just think that he, I don't know. He probably shouldn't have got to where he was this quick coming into the game, but I'm, I'm not, saying. I'm not upset that Cody won. Cause I, I feel like he, he almost needed it, I guess. Cause he, he lost so much and, yeah, he's, where, where would he go after here if he lost? Honestly, right, exactly. It just if if he lost, it would be just like okay, now he's going out of his way to lose, so he doesn't look like oh, I I have a hand in running this company, so yeah, I have to do my best never to win. Which is it's like, what's the point of being being in it then? I I thought it was gonna go the other way where he was just gonna go around, and I thought he was go, we were going full heel turn Cody after this, but. It caught me off guard, so I, which is a good thing. I don't want to know the finish every match coming into it, so I was pleasantly, pleasantly surprised. I thought at at the end it was a little bit overbooked, but that that's just nitpicking at that point because I thought it was a really good match. Yeah, well, it was a great match. But the next match they had was Chris Statlander against Penelope Ford, and I, I guess since. Britt Baker, they well before the match they said that Britt Baker has a pretty serious injury. Well, <laughs> Doc Sanson said that the injury is not as bad as the uh, the uh, <laughs> patient because he said Britt Baker sucks, but <laughs> <laughs> she's high I thought, maintenance. I thought that was pretty funny, but yeah, it seems like she might be out for a while because she had like three or four different injuries that happened all in that one spot. Wait, yeah, what's like the doctor's a, name? Doc Sampson. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, did she have two fractures side. and a uh, torn ligament or something like that? Yeah, which is yeah. that's rough. So hopefully she has a quick recovery because she was had such good momentum. So I do you do you think it's a work or do you think it's legit? Nah, nah it's it's legit because the way the way it happened on Dynamite, I don't think they would have wanted Penelope Ford in this position on the pay per view if it wasn't legit. Right. Yeah, I guess I I watched Dynamite. And I didn't see didn't see where it happened. So on the on the um. Do you remember where Brit or um Chris and Nyla or not, Chris and uh, Sheeta had Nyla up on the Death Valley driver and they threw her into her like the cannonball when Britt was yeah yep sitting in the corner. Britt had her knee up instead of flat and Nyla landed directly on the knee. Oh okay, well that would that would uh yeah make sense then I guess <laughs> that'll do some damage. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But yeah, hopefully Britt Breaker has a quick recovery. But the match that followed the last match was Chris Statlander against Penelope Ford, and I thought it was a decent match for having very short notice. Yeah, I I liked it a lot. I'm I'm a big fan of Chris Statlander. She's actually the woman champion of AAW out in Chicago right now, which is the main indie that we all go to besides Warrior. So shout out to Chris Statlander. She ended up getting the win in this match with the Big Bang Theory, and I thought that was a really good match. Um, Penelope Ford, I think. She, she might. She can be, hold her own. Yeah, she thought. can hold her own, but I, I, I think she's still a little. I don't know. I think she's a little bit below the curve of the rest of the women on the roster as of right now. But that's because she started out as a, a valet, so she wasn't really fully as a wrestler. I think. Yeah, some of her stuff in this. Uh, I don't want to call. I don't want to write it off as a botch, but it wasn't wasn't as tight or as clean as it could yeah, have been. Definitely, but. but. That's yeah. That, she that, she did pretty good though. I I was pretty impressed. Yeah, that this is a big stage, and she held her own. So shout out to her. It was a decent match, and shout out to Chris Statlander for getting the win. I would think this would put her in right in title contention against Sheeta, which we'll talk about later. But I don't know. I guess we'll see. 
the next segment I wasn't too crazy about Sean Spears. Well, the first part of it I thought was really funny. I thought Sean Spears showed a lot of character when he came out in the little the dress shirt. <laughs> he was just <laughs> like, "Yeah, Dustin's not here, so you better count this." But he he, showed, he cut a little promo and he's like, "Yeah, I forgot exactly what he said." But he showed a lot of character. Well, he teased him coming out. He played. They played his music. Yeah. Goldust, oh yeah. Goldust, Dustin's music, and he's like, "I got you guys." <laughs> and <laughs> typical like little shithead heel. And yeah, I thought that was good. He showed a lot of character there. Yeah, and then Dustin, of course, comes up behind him and lays a beating on him. Yeah, and he takes off Spears' pants. <laughs> Gives him a spanking. It got, it got kind of weird. I'm not gonna it lie. Got, it, get, got, <laughs> it got kind of real weird. It got yeah, a little. Why, too why did that have to happen? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Don't, I, I wasn't a, a big fan. This is the only thing on the show I wasn't a fan of. Honestly, everything else I loved, but this. Yeah, it was my I just, my least favorite match of the night for sure. I just really hoped Sean Spears was gonna get a push because the thing they had on Dynamite and his promo before this match, I really enjoyed. Yeah. But but maybe it's bigger picture. Maybe. I don't know because a lot of stuff AEW has it ends up working out in the end. So maybe something bigger picture is happening and we haven't seen it yet. But this specifically, I wasn't too fond of. But Sean Spears did have Tully on his boxers, and I was like, "What the hell is going on?" Here? Uh, yeah, they get that. That's weird. <laughs> but uh, Dustin Rose ended up winning with the final cut. I think it's called, and that was it. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't very eventful to be honest. Yeah, but. I guess you kind of have to have a calm down moment in a card of people. Absolutely. Matches where everything's <laughs> insane, which the next match, I thought this was so good. Nyla Rose against Akaro Shida, no DQ for the women's title. And I thought this match was going to be good going into it, but it exceeded my expectations 100% because this match was awesome. I loved it. What did y'all think of this one? Uh, this was probably other than... Oh no! I guess at all in that was an AEW at that point, but this was probably my favorite women's match I've seen in AEW so far, hands I down. It's a close sec, or I don't know. I don't, it might be one A and one B with the um, title match, original title match with uh, Sheeta or not Sheeta, Riho and Nyla. The only reason I, the only reason I like this one more is because. And I'm, uh, believe me when I say this, I'm really not trying to be a Jim Cornette about it, but I just couldn't believe Riho. I couldn't get into her. Okay. I just didn't buy any of it. But Sheeta has more of like a serious press. Not that Riho wasn't serious, but that Sheeta has an actual like, you could see that she has a, a chance. Yeah, it's not I get that. I get that know? for sure. So I get that definitely. But this match was awesome. They beat the hell out of each other, man. They were they were playing it <laughs> yeah. in all over the place. They were everywhere. Like they went through like two different tables, the like a poker table that was just like a table, and then they had like the poker table that was like an actual like it looked like a pool table, but like cut out. Like it looked like an actual poker table, like they would have a casino. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. Which doesn't have no give. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. And dude. Brian, what do you think was your favorite spot of this match? Like, what what really stood out to you? Um, I I really well, I don't want to cut too far into it, but uh, I mean, I guess this is probably my besides the of uh, besides obviously the la- the main event, the yeah. main event, main event, the uh, stadium stampede. I think this is probably my favorite match of the night, honestly. I love this um, match. Yeah, so. yeah, I I thought it had good back and forth. Um, I mean, I would say I'm not a big Nyla Rose fan. Um, 
I think Sheeta's probably my favorite female wrestler uh, currently in wrestling as a whole, I guess. Wow. Um, I don't know. I really liked that last uh, kendo stick shot. To the oh, yeah. To Killed the it. When she Busted snapped it in half, head. I was not expecting that. And She smacked it right in the mouth. Yeah, straight up teed off on her. That was, <laughs> yeah. uh, it was pretty cool. Did not expect that to happen. Um, I know there's, there's quite a few good spots. Um, I that uh, I got. I guess I don't know what you want to call it when she threw into that the big poker chip outside. Oh yeah, that, that fell over. Too. Yeah, it had a good good sound. I don't know if it really was as effective as it sounded, but it was it was pretty cool. It sounded, it sounded good. Yeah. It looked good. But <laughs> right before that uh, candlestick shot you're talking about, she hit the avalanche falcon arrow, and I thought oh, that was the it. top. Yeah, she did Insane. the deal. Nobody kicks out of the falcon arrow, as Excalibur Nobody. says. <laughs> <laughs> but she, but uh, Nyla did, but. It didn't matter because after that Kendo six shot and a knee to the face, Bust new champ. Oh, she dude, like yeah. she hit her so hard, she broke it. Yeah, but we have a new champ, Karo Shida, which I think is just it's damn near poetic because I don't know if you saw the post she put up, up about um about uh Kimura, but it's just. Insane that a day after one of her friends dies, she ends up winning the second biggest women's championship on the planet right now. Probably the best, probably the biggest match of her career, I would say. I don't really, yeah, not super familiar with her with before, but yeah, it's, in, you know, DUS definitely probably the biggest yeah. match of her career. And I know she worked a lot with Hannah Kimura, or not a lot, but she's worked with Hannah Kimura, and the she made a very like emotional post about Hannah Kimura and how much it affected her and the fact that she was able to put out this good of a match the, the night after hours after, honestly, because it was late at night when it happened yesterday. Cause we found out as we were recording the show yesterday that it happened, mm-hmm. but it was just, it was perfect that she won. She definitely the, deserves it for sure. Yeah. And it was a great match. So I'm really glad that it went the way it did, even though I didn't expect it to happen. I'm really glad it went the way it did. I thought that it was just. I think it had. It's hard to say. It might not be the the best women's match that AEW's had because, with all the elements in it, I think it might be. And she is definitely my favorite women's wrestler in AEW right now. So I'm glad she's the champion. But another championship match was after this, and honestly, going into this, I didn't know what to expect. I thought it would be good, and I hoped it would be good, but. It exceeded my expectations. Absolutely. Yeah. This match was Same. awesome. This was my Brody, favorite match of the night. Brody Lee against John Moxley for the AEW World Heavyweight title. Man, they beat the hell out of each other. Brody Lee showed that he is what everybody hoped he would be. He can he can go. And it just shows how much he was misused in the WWE because he can do he can put on a five-star match if given the chance. What what y'all think about this one? I think this was the closest, and I said this before uh, we started recording, but I think this is the closest match I've seen to a classic uh, ECW match. Um, In a since, long time, yeah. Yeah, since ECW went under. But it was just great. Like you said, 
it exceeded my expectation. I thought it was going to be a solid match. I thought it was going to be like, a, eh, that's okay. But this was really, really good. I really enjoyed it. Uh, Brody Lee got color at the end, got a little blood. Yeah, he, was, <laughs> he was leaking. Dude, that popped so hard for the uh, Taz and Bam Bam spot. <laughs> yeah, we went through the fucking ramp. That was dope. Um, I, I literally popped to my feet from my couch. <laughs> they stepped up for that it. little, like, uh, the bell table. Oh, oh yeah, that, that looked like it really hurt because he oh, for sure. yeah. hit the back of his ankles mm-hmm. on the guardrail. It was just yikes. But anytime I see somebody hit the back of their anything on their leg Ooh, yeah. on a guardrail, I think a TKL Ryan from the kingdom. I don't know if y'all saw this, but he, he did like a dive and broke his leg doing that. Jesus. And, I, was, and, I like, saw like, Sabu <laughs> do it in EC, actually in ECW in a stretcher match. And I think he for sure. Stretcher match. In or something. Yeah. <laughs> And Terry Funk too. Yeah, that dude. This match was just so good. There was so much that, like, Brody Lee. He's but he hasn't had a full match in AEW so far. So this was just like his coming out party, in my opinion. Yeah, mostly squash. Yeah. He had like yeah he's had mostly squashes, and now I think this was him showing that like this is what this is the wrestler I want to be. Yeah, and I'm yep. glad it is because this is like this shows that the Dark Order has the perfect leader right now because he can go like he is. Is it just me, or and maybe I'm wrong about this? Obviously, he's in the Dark Order. Obviously, they're pushing him in the promos that he's the leader of the Dark Order, Exalted One, whatever, Mister Brody Lee. Does it seem like there's a disconnect there to you guys? Like they always do the hand Between. thing. And like, I feel like he's just on his own. It's like Brody Lee with the Dark Order. Like he's not in the Dark Order, but because he's above them, is I think that's what they're trying to say. Because he, they're his henchmen. Like they're he's Vince McMahon, and they're the, and they're the Stooges. <laughs> I can see that. I guess yeah. Maybe it. Maybe I'm just looking too far into it. But I I get what you're saying though, because I. I... I feel like the Dark Order had no credibility until Brody Lee came around. Yeah, and I now agree. that he he is the exalted one, but I feel like they could definitely do it more of a, a Ministry of Darkness or like more of a culty feel to it. It'd actually come off a lot cooler. Yes, but I mean, 100%. I, I kind of like that he named that dude Ten, and he kind of yeah, is like, like his, nobody has uh, a name under, understudy kind of yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's cool, I, but I don't know, man. I. I, I like Brody Lee. I think that he was definitely underutilized in WWE. And I guess the same goes for John Moxley too. I feel like he could have done a lot more. I mean, the, um, with Reigns and uh, Rollins, I can't think of what they're called. The Shield. Shield. The Shield, yeah. yeah. Like that was like, it was pretty cool. But I feel like after all that was said and done, everything like, is a he star, really man. Didn't, he is he, a they, star. They both, are, they both are stars, I think. I think, I think Brody Lee's it. got what it takes. I think part of it with John Moxley in WWE is when he won the world belt, when he won the world title. I don't know if it was something behind the scenes or whatever, but it seemed like he kind of got lazy or maybe just uninspired after he won the belt. Well, he and talked it, about it on the talk of Jericho. He was uninspired because there they, you go. every time he tried to pitch something creative that he didn't like what he was being given that joints would be like, Oh no, pal, this is, this is Dean Ambrose. This is what you are. Like he was just, he had no creative input. It's good shit. It's such good shit. It's such <laughs> boring shit. <laughs> but yeah, man, I think Moxley is the perfect person to be the champion of this promotion right now. Yes. Because he's 
he's a modern day like the character that he's carrying out is a modern day stone cold he's that reckless absolutely he wants yep. to fight everybody he's the cool so you, bad guy exactly so you, you can have faces or heels go against him it makes and it makes sense yep and i think uh, he did a great promo that they showed it was like a commercial that they had showed for dynamite okay in the in between where moxley's talking about aw's made wrestling <laughs> brought back wrestling and made it yep. cool again and all this yeah i i, I really like that that was a great promo. Yeah, he's a, and I think he's a good face for this right now. Definitely. And I, and, and I thought this was a great match. He ended up choking Brody out after hitting two paradigm shifts where Brody kicked out. Yep. The first one, Brody kicked out at one, I think. Yeah, he did. And, and then the second one, he hits the uh, high angle, like the um, one he does in New Japan, the Death Rider. Yep. Drops Brody on his head, and that only gets a two count. So then he's like, oh, now he's mad. So he puts on the <laughs> naked choke. And Brody ends up passing out. He passes out. Think, he doesn't tap out, which saves it protects yeah. Brody, you know. Exactly. And it, he definitely and didn't lose Moxley. that way to me. I didn't yeah. think it definitely didn't ruin his character by any means. Exactly. He didn't tap out. They very stone cold esque. So. Exactly. Yeah. Stone cold. Very cool way to end it. Yep. Stone cold Bret Hart vibes, but I loved it, man. I thought this match was awesome. But the thing that I think the whole wrestling world is talking about right now. The stadium stampede, inner circle into the elite. Man, this might be the best thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it's it's definitely up there for sure. So, like, I don't even know where to start with this. Like, Yeah, right. They, so they come out, inner circle enters through the the tunnel, and they enter with, like, a football team. They got all got inner circle jerseys on. <laughs> Ortiz got a helmet. Yeah, Ortiz <laughs> and uh, somebody else had a helmet. I think it was Sammy G. Mm. But – they they entered and just from from the start I was like oh I'm gonna love this like <laughs> I knew it was gonna be great and they elite elite comes out and Hangman isn't with them so they start brawling for a little bit and <laughs> as they're brawling Sammy G breaks away for a bit and you see Sammy G look behind him and you see Hangman on a horse and this is the first of two. Sammy G running away from vehicle spots in this match. <laughs> <laughs> so good, dude. I loved it. Like, I think that Sammy G running away from things is just, it, it has so much time that they can run with it because there's so many things they can do with it. They it's can run so with good. it. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but I don't know if you remember this, Nick, but either last week or two weeks ago, whenever they announced this match, <laughs> I said, Somebody do a better do a moonsault off the goalpost. Yeah, you called it. <laughs> and look at us now. <laughs> <laughs> look where we look. Look where we are now. Yeah, that that was a that was impressive for sure. I was I'm glad yeah, we got to see that. Those goalposts are not steady. Like on no, some it was games, wobbling you, all over the place. You can see them wobbling <laughs> with the wind and definitely <laughs> catchy. But he hit it. It was awesome, man. I think it was Matt Jackson. I believe so. Yep. Oh, so good, dude. It definitely I, showed a whole. I mean, we pretty much got uh, the by. Uh, what's the word? We pretty much got a tour of the Jacksonville Stadium. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was so much that happened, man. Like, dude, the Matt Party pool segment were proud and powerful. Yeah, I'm like, where's it? Why is there fucking pool? Pool? The yeah, stadium? they're crazy. That that segment had me. I was like crying laughing dude i was losing my mind so they so proud and power started drowning matt hardy 
pops up <laughs> drowning it's, him yeah it's, it, he pops up the first time and he does the ah, with the two fingers to his mouth and, <laughs> oh my god he, he's team extreme matt hardy and i lose my mind and then they start drowning him again he pops up and the matt facts pop up with them and i dude i started <laughs> I, that's when i started crying laughing because i was like there's no way they're doing this right now so he comes up as matt hardy version one nah yeah <laughs> and then he's just like he gets the control for a second they put him underwater again but when he's underwater he throws up the v1 sign to the yeah. camera <laughs> i love that so good dude like i i don't know how heavily y'all are into matt hardy but matt hardy is one of my favorites and every sec like dude this part killed me because i love all of the what did he say about him he's like these two do not have what it takes to have mattitude or something. Yeah. <laughs> he had some good mattitude. one-liners after the pool segment too. Yeah. With the the chair of wheels. Oh, yeah, the yeah. chair of wheels. And like, why is there a fucking wheelchair just chilling there? He 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 uh like duct tapes Ortiz to it. <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes, he says I prescribe you to sit in this chair of wheels and take one of these. And he punches him and he says, and call me in the morning. Like a <laughs> fucking doctor. Dude, I, Matt Hardy's so good, man. Like, what a genius. Yeah, he was great. He this. truly is. He's the straight up genius. So I, <laughs> in my notes, after this segment, I have, this is the best thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Dude, I loved it so much. So after the whole Matt Hardy segment, they cut to Hangman, and he's still searching for Sammy G on the horse. He gets off, Chill. and he 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 just goes to the bar. He's like, "All right, I can't find him, so I'm gonna just go get a drink. Why not? Right?" <laughs> so he, so he's just chilling at the bar, and then Jake Hager ends up finding him, and Hangman goes. You here to fight or you here to drink? And he passes him a shot of whiskey. Hager drinks it, and then they start brawling. And this brawl was awesome, dude. Like <laughs> this brawl was so good. There was a lot of really good spots in this that were like, and they were haha, but not like offensive haha. I don't know. That slam he did on the the table, like that, that hurt. <laughs> oh, that for sure. Hurt. There ain't no the pool, table. pool table. Yeah, I'm surprised it didn't break. That ain't moving, buddy. Yeah, that's gonna hurt. <laughs> and the fucking pool stick, he hit him hard as fuck. Oh he yeah, hard as hell. That, I thought that was awesome. What up until this point? What do you think was your favorite spot, Brian? Um, I mean, I I thought it was funny when uh, Matt Hardy, I think it was Ortiz, put him underneath that bell, which I don't know why there was a random bell. Yeah, I don't know why there's a Liberty Bell there. And <laughs> that's because I will ring your there. bell. And he just rang the bell, but <laughs> he was think- like seizing yeah. afterwards because yeah, yeah. yeah. it's like, that it was what... very cartoony but it was it was uh yeah. it was good i don't know that the whole segment was good uh with the the pool scene i really like that a lot i love that um, <laughs> i i actually watched a pay-per-view with my dad and he's not a, a very big wrestling fan so trying to explain that to him was <laughs> that that was it took too much to explain but it was it was good um yeah that the, the bar the bar fight scene was really good i just want to know how um Jake Hager whipped him into the bar. This man in cowboy boots did a backflip, landed perfectly off the bar. He's insane. (laughs) On dynamite, he ran a hundred yards in cowboy boots. This man can do whatever he (laughs) wants. His toenails are gonna fall off. (laughs) Uh, 
I also liked when uh, Jake Hager put him on top of the bar and slid him all the way down the bar, knocking all the drinks and everything <laughs> off, just like an old Western. And that was perfect. <laughs> Dude, I love that. That was just like JR JR seems so stoked about that because he was like, Oh, this is just like all the old westerns, which you know those are his favorite <laughs> films. Watch those every year, every day, hours on end. But he, JR loved that spot. But man, there's just there was just so much about this that I loved. After <laughs> after the whole hangman and hayer spot, they go back to the field. And it start. This is where it starts. With Matt Jackson hitting the Northern Lights suplexes on Sammy G. <laughs> so he hits like three, and then it cuts away to I think Jericho and Nick Jackson fighting. Which Jericho hitting the Judas effect on the mask? I, no, killed, oh, that, dude, that, mascot, dude. that mascot took the Judas effect better than anybody's has. He did the job. <laughs> he definitely did. And right after Jericho does the cone thing, the he <laughs> again. <laughs> I was, dude, I was hoping he would do that the whole match. Me and too, especially when Ortiz was Ortiz was using it on Kenny. Yeah. I'm like, I hope either he does it or Jericho does yeah. it again. I'm so glad he did it because it's so stupid. I need that shirt. Honestly, I think it's proof that Chris Jericho can literally get anything over. You name it, and, he could get it yeah. over. And he, he can. Dog it over. doesn't make any sense. <laughs> So after him and Nick go back, uh, like, or him and Mac, I think it was, no, it was Nick that he was wrestling, fighting, and he was, he, they go back and forth, and then it cuts back to Matt doing the uh, Northern Lights, and he gets to the 100-yard line, hits him <laughs> with the, the touchdown Northern Lights, and then he spikes Sammy G like a football. <laughs> Dude, so good. It's so, like, oh, my God. They, everybody in this match is just, creative geniuses they know they know their audience and they knew they were gonna love this and i i loved it so much so after this matt hits a hundred yard dash to get to jericho and nick fighting to help nick and then they put jericho on a table and matt, and nick does a splash after running down 20 steps from from the stands <laughs> to the table on the field high where the fuck is he gonna go he hit the rocky spot <laughs> yeah right <laughs> <laughs> and then he just jumps off the fucking uh, the bleachers. Yeah, you killed it, man. And then they cut the Sammy G crawling on the field. And he gets sprayed with the sprinklers. <laughs> he gets hit with the sprinklers. He wakes up and he thinks that they won the match. Yeah. He's been having a bad week, man. But little does he know. He really has. Little Probably does two he weeks, know. I would say. Yeah, it's just going to get worse because he starts going over to the elite and he gets control for a second. And then this man, Neo One, is not Vanguard One, Neo <laughs> One. He appears. It stood for something I can't remember. Natural electronic, uh, electronic organism. organism. Yep. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. So I think that's what it was. But wonderful. Van- yeah. Vanguard One got put together and had an upgrade. So now he's Neo One. And I don't think he did anything, but he was just there because he's part of the elite. Distraction. So. Yeah, I mean, it was cool. So then Kenny hits a one wing angel from like 15 feet up in the air, which was it. Dude, this, dude it his, was far. Yeah. It was scary. It was very it was very high up. I didn't. When they panned out, you could like, really see it. Yeah, it was on one of those like airbag stunt people thing. But no, it, it wasn't an airbag. It, it was like it was like wooden built thing. I don't oh, know it what it was. It looked like they had some type of like 
something think, underneath too. I think it was like a crash pad under like the floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which players. I'm glad they did. I'm not complaining for oh, sure. Oh yeah, I don't want I don't want them to die. But yeah. this was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> like, bro, your neck. Right. They both landed perfectly though. It looked like. Yeah, it was beautiful. But man, they that that was the finish, and it it damn near better been because if that wasn't out of because say <laughs> what else could this man take? But. They win and then they pour the, the Gatorade on Kenny as a celebration, which I love. <laughs> and surprisingly, Hangman was there. Stayed and, with him, yeah. Yeah, stayed with him. Yep. Yeah, if cool. you after you go through a stadium stampede, it's like going through war. You're, oh, your brother for life, <laughs> for life, for life, for life. <laughs> so the elite stands tall to end the pay per view, and I thought, man, double or nothing, twenty twenty. I loved it. I I loved it. Man. I liked I it better it. than last year's. I yeah I would agree with that really? too. I would I agree with so, that too. Yeah. I think. I yeah. love AEW, man. That's just I just love AEW. It's the best wrestling on the planet besides New Japan. Like best, best Western pro wrestling. Period. You know, I was complaining about earlier before we started recording that I wish I had somebody to split the pay per view cost with, but honestly, I'm just glad to pay for. I'm glad to pay for it and support them. You know, I'm glad they exist. Like straight up, right alternative Man. a good alternative yeah this was just a great show and i don't know what else i could say I, I loved it start to finish the sean spears segment i wasn't too crazy about but besides that i love i thoroughly enjoyed everything else and i'm so I would agree this, i'm so glad this company exists likewise we, and i'm looking forward to uh what they're going to be doing what next week yeah on wednesday what are y'all final thoughts on this show what what do you got to say about it final thoughts go ahead brian uh, I would I would definitely say in the the climate of today we would never get a stampede uh, or stadium stampede match if this wasn't the case. Yeah. So let's say they actually did have fans there, that match would have never happened. Yeah, it would have been blood and guts. Very good. Point. Yeah, it would have never well, happened. And honestly, uh, Raw, SmackDown, I mean, Money in the Bank, even all that stuff, it's it's just not amusing to me any it's not fun but for some reason this pay-per-view and i've said it before i don't know what's what sets AEW apart than wwe at this point because there's no audience but something about AEW just it it pulls you in where wwe i'm not i'm not invested i don't know just not invested in it it's not bad just not invested yeah AEW gets that investment somehow and it's amazing man nick what'd you think about it I loved it. Uh, I, without repeating what Brian said, I think he makes two very good points in that without our current situation or the world and the pandemic, we would never would have got the stampede match, was, which was great. And like you said, it would have been blood and guts. I think they looked at what W... I'm sure they looked at what WWE was kind of doing with the Boneyard match and Firefly Funhouse and we're kind of like, you know what? We can do this and we can do it better. And they did. Yeah. And they, did. <laughs> they definitely did. And also to your point, Brian, we talk about this every week too, talking about our Wednesday night discussion that NXT doesn't necessarily do anything that makes it bad. It's just compared to AEW, AEW wins every week and it shows in the ratings too. Absolutely. And there's just something about it that makes like man, I'm looking forward to Wednesday. Like when I saw Money in the Bank, I really wasn't looking forward to Raw. I didn't really give a shit. I was gonna watch it, but I didn't like. Yeah, I don't know. I, like I can't wait to watch Raw. Definitely. 
and now I can't wait to watch Wednesday night with Dynamite. So absolutely, that that goes to show they're doing something right. I really love this show, man. It's I don't want to repeat what y'all said too much, but AEW is just I think they really hit the zeitgeist of what this current wrestling environment needs because it show it has the entertainment to keep your mind off things. It has the great matches. It has the ECW esque matches. Mm-hmm. It has. It has everything, man. And I think the Cody, the Bucks, Tony Khan, Kenny, the creative team there is just they understand and then get that we need things right like, like this right now. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad it's here because I just love AEW. Yep. But I don't want to dwell on this show too long because I hope because it's, it's a Saturday night. Everybody else has things to do, but I'm probably going to watch it again, to be honest. Yeah, I got shit to do. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely am going to watch at least the last match again. Probably the Moxley and yeah, the MJF match again. But this this show was awesome, and I'm so glad we got to talk about it together. But that's all we got. So, from Jordan, Nick, and Brian, thanks again, Brian, for coming on the show. Absolutely, anytime. Really appreciate it. Appreciate anytime. it, Brian. Yeah, would sure. love to have you on again. It, it's fun to talk about stuff like yeah. this. And Hell yeah. Anytime you guys want to talk, I'm down to talk. Definitely. So, Brian, where can they find you on social media? Let's get you some uh, followers. Man, I'm trying to think here. Uh, I think it's at Brian, B-R-I-N, X Frost, both Instagram and Twitter. All right. Uh, Nick? Prob- probably MySpace too, but <laughs> hey, I mean, Fucking you can get at me. Yeah, I can make you my top five or eight or whatever it is. <laughs> find, do me whatever. On, find me on Tumblr. <laughs> I'm on Instagram, baby. You already know. Get me up to 101 followers. Uh, <laughs> I'm on Twitter, FatXTony. And I'm on Twitter and Instagram at, at BurningHammered. And my band on Twitter and Instagram is at Karma, K-H-A-R-M-8-M-W-H-C. That real Brian, Chicago shit. Yeah. Hey, go ahead and shout out <laughs> Infamy real quick, bro. Uh, to be honest with you, I don't know any of our socials. Um, you can just find it. It's, I think it's uh, just Infamy XC or Infamy MKE. Uh, yeah, Infamy MKE at Bandcamp. We haven't released anything in over a year. Hopefully, something will come up soon. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay. Midwest so, Hardcore, yeah, Midwest absolutely. Connection. We got all yeah, three states absolutely. right here. We got the whole connection right here. Yep. Milwaukee, NWY, Chicago. You already know. But yeah, that's all we got for this week, this weekend. So shout out to AEW. I love that promotion. I love this show. But that's all we got, so it's time to go home.